0: Welcome to our uh, podcast, What Stories Say, with Seth and Seth. I'm Seth.
1: And I'm
2: Seth. And I'm Jessica.
0: (laughs) Today we're going to be talking about the Disney movie Pocahontas. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to go ahead and just jump right into it and let Jessica start us off.
2: Okay, so this movie is really unique in the Disney princess lineup so far because it's the first um, movie whose story is not a fairy tale, whether I mean, literary or traditional fairy tale.
1: So, uh, not to interrupt right as you're getting started, uh, but I was just looking at um, the the lineup of like all of the Disney like theatrical animated features, and I'm pretty sure that this movie is the only one among them that is adapting a historical story, unless you count Mulan, which is a little. A little bit in in questionable areas as to how historical it is.
2: Well, this that's an interesting thing to say because this actually has something in common with Mulan, which is that it's a story that's based on presumably historical events, but that are also legendary events. Right. So Mulan takes place quite a bit earlier. We'll talk about it more later mm-hmm. uh, about the source material of Mulan, um, but Pocahontas. The historical story that we have is kind of a legend, as it is. It comes from the writings of Captain John Smith about the exploration and settlement of mm-hmm. Virginia. And he wrote this story um, about this experience that he had where his life was saved by the daughter of the chieftain, Pocahontas, who was a young girl, about 13 years old. Yeah, much where they were younger going...
1: than she is in the movie.
2: Yes um where the the native peoples were going to kill him they were going to bash his hem- head in with a stone club and pocahontas laid her head on his head and then his life was spared that's the the basis of the story mm-hmm. historians really dispute whether this event ever happened at all okay so So, the main core event of the story may or may not be an actual historical incident. Even if it did actually happen, it's really taken on a tinge of legend. Yeah, It's it's definitely an American legend. However, the character of Pocahontas, the character of John Smith, are definitely indisputably actual historical figures.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And the Ratcliffe guy is historical, too.
2: Yeah, I don't know.
0: He was was actually captured and killed by the Indians, the actual guy.
2: Yeah, he's real.
0: And and we know that that we know for sure. He had 13 guys with him. They were invited to a dinner where they were going to talk. The Indians were going to talk with them. But when they got there, the Indians uh, actually massacred them all, just killed them. Um, And so that is a historical event that we do know happened.
2: Anyway, this is a super complicated historical time period. It's a time period where we have um, records that historians don't always think of as being entirely reliable. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to know from the Native American perspective what was going on.
0: Because we don't have records.
2: Yes. And so, we have
0: no records from that perspective.
2: It's a very controversial time period to be depicting. Mm-hmm. And any way that you depict it is going to be... Um, it's going to be... It's going to be controversial. Controversial. Exactly. Somebody's
0: going to say that's not how it happened.
2: So, um, having said that, Disney basically chose to do the least historical possible version of this... Somewhat legendary story of American history. Yeah,
1: it's very much a full reinterpretation Uh, very very few plot beats are really taken from anything historical they uh, Changed elements like making Pocahontas older so that they could write the story as a romance Uh, And of course the magical grandmother tree is a little bit made up. I think
2: I don't know. I think that's the most realistic part of this movie. It could
1: <laughs> be. It might be. That, <laughs> that
2: and the fact that um, Pocahontas can immediately understand what John Smith says. And, like they, they have I just, a magical mystical. I just, read,
0: I just read about that. In fact, because that was bothering me. So I read, I looked it up. And, and in the screenplay, that is that supposedly is Grandmother Willow. Using her magic to make John Smith be able to speak and understand the native language.
1: So maybe we should get a little bit into uh, those characters and yeah. So we can talk
2: about the strengths of their relationship, strengths and weaknesses of their mm-hmm. relationship.
0: So, so uh, uh, this is.
2: So we're going to talk about the characters only as they're portrayed in the movie, not as they are actual historical personages. Right. Because yes. as we've set up. Those things are totally separate from right. each other. We're
0: doing the fa- we're, we're talking about the fairy tale. We're not talking about the history. Ooh. So the fairy tale of Pocahontas, Disney as told Pocahontas. by Disney. <laughs> um, well, let's let, let's let's start with John Smith because that's where the movie starts. Okay, it starts with John Smith goes to Pocahontas after John Smith. So it starts with the with John Smith and the and the people getting on the boat, and. Um, yeah. Can then... I just
1: ask a question really quickly? Sure. Am I supposed to like John Smith at the beginning of this movie because he has some some problems that I think the story wants you to to realize are negative traits? Uh, I mean, like he clearly doesn't uh, perceive the native people that they're fighting as being um, completely people, which is one of the big sort of themes of the movie, is him having to uh, to overcome that bias. Um, and he, like, I don't know, just at the, at the beginning of the film, I'm not convinced that he's a great guy.
2: Well, I think at the beginning, we see him in contrast to Governor Ratcliffe, Mm -hmm. who is obviously a negative character. Yeah. He has no concern for anyone other than himself, and all he cares about for himself is wealth and personal aggrandizement. Yeah. He's lazy. He doesn't want to work. He's not lazy.
0: He just has a crink in his spine. A crick. A crick in his spine. So it's not that he's lazy. He's got a crick in his spine and he can't shovel.
1: Yeah, and he (laughs) clearly only cares about getting all of the gold for the sake of Mm. his men and his country and not at all for his own purposes.
2: Yeah. He doesn't doesn't want his good friend King Jimmy to probably build him a shrine. Probably. (laughs) Okay, so so we've got this intensely self-centered, pompous, indolent, Character, Yeah. And John Smith is in contrast to that. What he's interested in this voyage is not particularly exploiting the wealth. He's interested in exploring and discovering and rejoicing in it. Mm-hmm. So that gives him a positive spin. But I definitely think you're right that he's shown with weaknesses that he... Um, his weaknesses are mostly in his limited vision and understanding. Right?
0: right. So, so even when he's like, even when he's in the new world, right? And are we talking about John Smith? John Smith. Okay. When he gets to the new world and he's climbing the mountain, right? Mm-hmm. And he gets up to the top and he's singing and he says, uh, "And his song is really about taming the world."
1: Yeah. Right. it's a not I about can claim, a land I contain yeah it's, not, the about, adventure it's, it's is mine. not about it's not about it's not about he's still kind of self focused even if he isn't nearly as vain or greedy he's, got a, he's right got a place.
0: different focus he's self focused and he's also got the idea that I'm gonna claim all this it's gonna be mine and I'm gonna tame it
2: you're right Go so th- so
0: I think All along, he's kind of got this really...
2: So he's definitely got a colonizer mentality. and I think they're leaning into that idea of somebody who's coming, seeing the land as theirs to take, and its resources as theirs to take. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And he's
0: happy to help Ratcliffe get gold. I suppose and, that's and true. for it to be and he, he yeah he's perfectly happy to be there and when when and even when when Ratcliffe comes up and he says well I've uh, I, I've picked a good place not a single native you know not a na- single Indian inside or whatever it calls them no and John Smith is like there's there that there, you can't just because you can't see him doesn't mean they're not there and he's like well then you go you go scout them out and he says huh if there's any natives out there oh, I'm gonna I'll oh, find them and when he first meets Pocahontas he's ready to shoot her. He's not. He's not there to be
1: all nice and peaceful. So, does well, he so have
2: positive qualities th- at the beginning? I was just going to say
1: that, um, despite maybe some of his uh, his moral failings, he definitely does have uh, have positive qualities that we see. He's got obviously got a positive, a really strong positive relationship with the other members of the crew, and not just in a we're good buddies kind of way. He uh, like helps to uh, to, like, build them up and kind of takes a little bit of a mentor role for, um, Thomas. Uh, he's, he's interacting with them in a way that shows that he cares about them as individuals and wants to, uh, well, to help them, and and he has really, sh-
0: I think he's clearly got some good leadership skills. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think that the Ratcliffe guy would be successful without John Smith with these other guys. It, no it, it took John Smith for them to be willing to do what they're doing. So he does have some very strong leadership qualities. Um, he is endearing to the people around him. He doesn't have a crick in his spine. <laughs> So he's willing no, to work hard.
1: He's willing to <laughs> work hard.
0: You know, and I do, I think, I think if you if you pay attention to these two characters and the contrast also, I think there is, you know, John Smith is a manly man. He's yeah, willing to he's go out. He wants to character. go. He's rugged. He wants to get out there. And then Ratcliffe is, he's, he's, he's got the kind of more frilly clothes. He wears the, the purple and pink and he's, and, and and I do think that there's uh, uh, that that goes into his nothing laziness. wrong with guys wearing pink. By the way, nothing wrong. I actually like pink a lot. I wear pink ties. I like pink. I'm just saying that the the the, the design, even the design of the characters, is... you're saying
2: the character that as a character he's designed to look less manly
0: and less man less yeah, less, less manly and, and 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 he's not he's not now I'm not saying he's meant to look feminine because he doesn't look feminine. No, he either. mostly
1: just feels weaker.
0: Yeah, and, and they design him that way. He's not. I'm not. It's not a. It's not a masculine feminine thing. Mm-hmm. It's a. John Smith's design is. He's it's
2: a strength weakness. Strength ain't...
0: weakness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so John
1: Smith is a, is a strong character. It is interesting that they don't do that dichotomy by making John Smith physically larger than Ratcliffe because I feel like a lot of especially animated movies would uh, would do that. Um, but in this case, it's clear which of the two of them is stronger, both physically and uh, morally, morally, emotionally, basically every area. Uh, but it, it that isn't reflected directly by just the characters, like. Right. Um, Body
0: type. No, so, something else about John Smith, I think that that is positive. As we as, in the very beginning, we don't, see, I actually agree with Seth, you don't see a whole lot of positive traits. I, I you do see the the leadership and the he's willing, to, he's not, he doesn't set himself above other people. He's, he's one of the guys, and, and that's, that's a good quality. But well, once
2: he meets, meets Pocahontas, we see some other traits in him. But maybe we should talk first about what Pocahontas is like at the beginning of okay. the movie before we talk about. How they change when they meet each other.
0: Mm-hmm. So, 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 what is Pocahontas like? Like, what her. Our introduction to Pocahontas is she's. Um, I have to be really careful here. <laughs> she is out with her friend, uh, not doing what she's supposed to be doing. When the army, her dad with the army, comes back okay, from a victorious so- battle.
2: You is is the opening TV. introduction to her when she runs and jumps off the waterfall? Is that? Do we see her is before it, that?
1: I um, don't remember for sure. Okay, uh, but that's pretty pretty early on. I, I would say uh, one thing that that's interesting here is that Pocahontas's introduction is very similar to Ariel's in The Little Mermaid, uh, which is the the first of the uh, these Disney Renaissance uh, movies and the one that kind of set the template. So it's not surprising there but we have we have a similar structure where we start with seeing the people outside of the uh of her kingdom uh talking about them and then we go to this big important event that's going on for um pocahontas's tribe and she is not Not there. there she's off doing something else that she Personally wants to be doing. You're right. Similar I had more to Ariel not showing up at the Concert at the beginning of the you're right. Rate. I
2: hadn't noticed Ooh. those parallels, but it's very similar and And then our introduction to Pocahontas as a character is very playful She's yes, she's with her friend. She jumps off a waterfall and is having this really playful interaction uh, it's worth noting that the name Pocahontas seems to mean playful one or, or something like or, that
0: or, or i was just looking at that too and that's actually a nickname for her her actual name was like Moaka, and her her nickname was pocahontas which means okay. playful one or naughty one
2: yes yeah so it was kind of uh, meaning something about being playful or mischievous yeah right. and i do think that they were playing into that playful name with the character at the beginning so she does seem like Maybe she's a little spoiled She where everyone is. Now, her father doesn't get angry the way that King Triton does. No. But it seems like she's kind of a wild and free-spirited character mm-hmm. who is used to getting a little bit of her own way. Yeah. We're shown at the beginning that um, her father wants her to marry Kokuum mm-hmm. and that she doesn't like the idea because he's too serious. Mm-hmm. That's another part of her. She seems to actually stand out
1: like a lot from uh, the other people in her culture that we see. All of the other characters uh, are portrayed in a way that is much more serious and down-to-earth. And like uh, even like her big uh, song later in the movie, talking about um,
2: just around the riverbed,
1: John. Well, I was going to say talking to John Smith about uh, colors of the wind, painting with the colors of the wind, and things like that doesn't actually necessarily seem to reflect. The views of all of the other people in uh, her tribe. Yeah, I don't, think it, I don't think it reflects her tribe at all. It feels like she gets that influence from the Willow. Uh, Grandmother Willow more yeah. than anything. Yeah,
2: so she's having these dreams um, that end up being about a compass, but she's having these dreams that seem to point mm-hmm. her to some destiny other than what is expected of her to do. Yeah. She's wanting to go out to have adventure. The song Just Around the River Bend is about the things that are waiting for her that she's excited about that she hasn't experienced yet. And she wants to not steer the smoothest course. She wants to kind of go, go ahead and have exciting adventures. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we get this picture of her that's playful, wild, wild child, spirited, adventurous. And then we also uh, have connections between her and, Animal characters that she talks to, a raccoon and a hummingbird, and the willow tree that she talks to. So she does have these nature connections that we could assume are just because she's a Native American. But like you said, we don't see them in other characters in the tribe. It seems like they're personal to her. In a way, she's almost like more like a nature goddess than she is like a princess, which is yeah. a
1: really useful thing for uh, for analyzing a character psychologically. But I do think within the story structure, that's absolutely true. Yeah, the the thing is that she
0: does not fit with her tribe. She does not. She's totally opposite of everybody else. Her one friend is a little bit influenced by her but still is always trying to get her to be a little bit calmer and not be quite yeah even
2: her friend seems at least a little bit maybe embarrassed by her or frustrated with her behavior well i think i think
0: in the beginning like that when 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 the her dad is coming home with the warriors and they've just won this big battle and what you see is everybody else is working the women are in the fields picking corn. The men are out fishing or coming home from, from war. And she alone is shirking any kind of duties. She's not working.
1: So she has a little bit of a, of a um, tense relationship with her culture as a whole as a result right. of this difference. And with her father in particular because he's the chief. And but, with Kokua because she's I expected mean, yes. to marry him. Uh, but I just wanted to bring attention to her father a little bit here because we've talked in some of the other stories uh, that we've discussed about uh, the princess's parents and how they affect them and I think it's interesting to note here that even though there are some parallels to some of the, to like uh, Ariel and Triton, uh, that there are also some some pretty big differences. I think uh, Pocahontas doesn't Struggle nearly as much uh, with her father, and she definitely seems to really care about and respect him enough to consider what, he, the, what he's proposing for her future, even though she doesn't want it.
2: Yes, and he, her father doesn't seem angry with her. Another difference from the princesses that we've just been talking about is that while Pocahontas, like the other Renaissance princesses, does not have a mother... Her mother is referenced.
1: Exactly, her father gives yes. her
2: a necklace that was her mother's. He talks about how she's like her mother. They actually yeah.
1: talk about her mother a lot. In and the movie. and and the willow
0: the willow tree grandmother grandmother willow talks about her mother a lot. And and evidently her mother also came to grandmother willow mm-hmm. frequently. And that was I and mean, so she, yeah. her mother
1: and willow like her. had a relationship in some form uh, with her mother, probably similar to the relationship she has with grandmother. Well, she and says, it seems allows her to your kind mother, of act as a it, surrogate to her mother in yes.
2: the story. So she, yeah, so she has a surrogate mother within the movie, too, besides having her mother referenced. And the references to her mother seem to imply that her mother's personality and and interaction with the tribe were similar to Pocahontas's. That yeah. they were both nonconformists to their society. Uh-huh. Which
0: is partly why I think her father believes that she could have a successful relationship with coco because he's also very serious Mm -hmm. and was married to her mother and i think he sees this as a as a really good potential match he sees coco being like him and she being like her mother and thinking oh this is going to be a this is going to be a good a good match for her so he also
1: trusts pocahontas to make that decision for herself he's not trying to force her to marry Cocoa he's mostly suggesting the idea
2: he's yeah. probably the best parent that we've seen in any of these movies so far probably um, yeah he's supportive he has ideas that are not exactly what, what she wants but he's you know there is some conflict between them but in a it seems like it's being dealt with in a healthy way mm-hmm. in a supportive good parenting way yeah. If yeah. if we can have anything negative about it, maybe it's that he's let her run a little too wild.
0: Yeah, and, and that's probably in in his culture. And again, this is not the Native Ameri- the, the actual Native American culture, but in the culture that we're given within the story. Well, I mean, culture, not not any. There are a lot, but but within but within the culture that we're given in the story, I would guess that that would have been the role of her mother. To kind of keep her in check, and mm-hmm. her mother's not there, and the uh, father probably no. simply doesn't. Not only does he not know, not really know how, but nor does he probably think it's really his role, you know. Right. And he's gone to war, you know. He's been gone to in, in war a lot. He's I been. Mean, that's true. So he, he's not. He's not. He's not there to keep her in check, and she is his daughter. So maybe nobody else in the tribe feels like they can keep her in check. Yeah.
2: Um, so, I so I still, I, so I, I, just, I think. I bet Kokum thinks he can keep her in check.
1: Maybe we don't really know that much. The about The only Kocoum thing Kocoum that I think
0: Kokum thinks is that he can stand with his nose in the air like
1: an eagle. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. not convinced he <laughs> even has a personality.
2: Yeah, he does. His personality is serious.
1: Okay, not so every
0: person in their culture, though. <laughs> so now, now we bring the two together, right? Okay.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Now we bring the two together. So he she's been spying on him from the very moment that they got there. That they first get to. Right. The, she's the she's been watching him America's, and spying on, on him. And, brave people. And uh, when he's at the waterfall and he's washing his face and he, he picks, picks up the water to look, to, to wash his face and he sees her, her reflection, reflection up, up on the mountain above above him and so then he
1: doesn't get a clear look at her at this point no he just knows that that there is a native there and his immediate reaction is to hide and wait for said native to come around so that he can shoot them he's not even going to try to talk
2: well i don't know he does have his gun out but i don't know that that automatically means he's going to shoot he might have it up defensively Rather than offensive, yeah, offensively he's
1: hiding and waiting for her to appear, and so that he can jump out of the waterfall and ambush her. It doesn't feel like he has any Yeah, and he's got the gun. To I want to negotiate. give him a
2: little bit of the benefit of the doubt and say he's getting himself into a defensive position till he sees who the native is and what their intention is. Maybe okay
1: sure I'm but not either. entirely convinced but I, I will I will concede that is impossible. even, even if that's
0: true out. he jumps out in a very aggressive way and if she had been Kokolim, uh he would have shot him because Kokwum would not and have would not have just stood up with his hair waving in the wind oh. and looked beautiful
1: <laughs> the, the shot composition <laughs> of the the scene does Feel like it wants you to think he's caught off guard because she's beautiful and that's why he's not attacking her. Which, uh, to be completely honest, isn't a great look for that being the start of their relationship. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily want to marry someone who would have killed me if I wasn't pretty. <laughs> so,
0: so, so he jumps out, she's beautiful, and stands up. With this goddess type look, and he's the all the magic. Untranced. Willow
2: wind blows through, and they he can understand her language.
0: Well, not, yeah, not yet. So she runs away, oh, okay. and he chases her. and says, "Wait, wait, don't go!" And then she gets in her little canoe. And she's about ready to leave, and he says, "Don't leave, don't leave." Oh, wait! You can't understand a word that I'm saying, can you? And then he puts his hand out, and she looks at it, and then all of a sudden she hears Mother Willow sing to her. What does she sing to her?
2: Really, uh, you will understand.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. like listen. Listen to your heart. your heart. Yeah, listen with your heart. Listen with
0: your heart. heart. You with your heart. And so then she reaches out and she grabs his hand, and then there's the love knot, the the the, 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 the wind love knot. With well,
1: there's <laughs>
2: definitely a okay. <feeling, laughs> there's
1: so definitely funny. a feeling in this scene of there being kind of a magical or maybe spiritual uh, faded connection between these two characters that yeah. they're immediately showing an attraction to each other but they're also there's also a sense in which they were meant to come together yeah
2: so that's really common in star-crossed lovers type story a star-crossed lovers story begins mm-hmm. with sort of a faded love often at first sight Faded and yet
1: doomed
2: to fail Faded and yet doomed to fail and and the thing
0: is she's been watching him for a while now so she's already shown a lot of interest in John Smith yes
2: but this is but this this is their first time where they does have kind of a magical connection so when she grabs
0: his hand and he helps her out of the canoe and then he asks her what her name is and that's when the first time we hear her speak in English which I guess technically is supposed to be her speaking in her language and him understanding it but you know she says "Uh, uh, my name is Pocahontas Pocahontas. Uh And, and he looks all surprised. He's like, "Oh, my name is John Smith." And then they can talk to each
1: other, right? So um, that's that's the scene. That's the okay. Main. So but then
2: they don't. This is so. The, this is a long, elaborate discussion, but right? But really... then, yeah. but then they don't. They don't really say anything to each other. What
0: they do from that point on is she runs around singing to him about how his worldview is horrible and her worldview is makes sense. And okay, that's the the color of the wind song.
2: Okay. Well, that's what she's doing. Yes. All right. So, she is introducing him to her worldview. That's definitely true. She sings a song about it. She introduces him to Grandmother Willow, who he can also hear speak. He's being introduced to the way that she perceives the world. Right. And he is changing in the way he sees the idea of coming and conquering and claiming this new world. I mean,
1: the fact that he seems interested in uh, and receptive to her... Uh, her perspective and worldview in that sense, uh, is notable because, as we mentioned, she's very different from the other people around her, and a lot of them, despite caring about her, aren't the kind, aren't, like, actively trying to, uh, to understand exactly where she's coming from with all of her seeming, her seeming eccentricities. Um, so this might be the first time for her that someone is really reciprocating her, uh, ideas about spirituality and, uh, things like that. And so that, that, in that sense, could be really meaningful.
2: And he's showing in his character here to be teachable. To be a yeah. little more humble than he seemed at first, he's well, he's interested not just in conquering; he's interested in learning and understanding. Well,
0: and I do think from the beginning he was interested in, in in the natural the world. natural world. Anyways, I mean, he so he was he was the right person for her to talk to because mm-hmm. he was already interested in the natural world in a way that nobody else was. Doesn't seem like the yeah. na- the, the 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 native tribe was.
2: The, it's true. He was interested in the beauty of the scenery and and kind of yeah. pouring in the grand So, so he
0: him. was. So he was already sort of along her lines. Like the rest of the guys that came, they didn't want to go out and explore the woods. They were all no. right there in a little cat, little fort. They didn't they're want to go still anywhere. Digging
1: for gold on the beach. And they're digging.
0: Yeah, they're doing. So so he he already was, you know, in that in that line of of you know. So so they actually had a lot in common.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the How way does they she change nature. when they when they meet, or does she? Does she? I don't think she changes. I, I don't think there's a lot of change. I she's, think she learns because she, she hasn't experienced encountering uh, people who are uh, from other continents or that di- this different from uh, from her tribe. So she's she's learning more about him but I don't know that she has a really dramatic character shift. No,
0: I don't think she does. And when we're talking about psychologically, uh, you know, you would say she's, she's actually pretty well adjusted. She knows who she is. She's got a worldview that she's very, very strongly entrenched in. Mm -hmm. She already is, is willing to go against what other people think without, you know, worrying about it. Um, she so so I, I think psychologically resilient she's she's very resilient
2: um, okay, so yeah. we have some scenes of their romance and love developing as tension is growing and developing between the English uh, explorers and settlers and the Native American tribe mm-hmm. they're both so there's quite a bit that of escalation in. Their um, fear and dislike of each other, and no. so it, and so, it builds to a peak at the climax of the movie where John Smith is about to be killed. And
0: they're singing savages,
2: and both sides are singing savages. And Pocahontas rushes in and interrupts the battle, and
1: or or the uh, the execution. The ex she, right. interrupts,
2: she interrupts the execution, the execution and you? averts a battle. Yes.
0: Well, she and he do together because so here's what so she lays down John Smith so that if so that her father would have to kill her to kill John Smith. So he stops and doesn't kill doesn't kill John Smith because he's like, oh, I can't kill her because I killed my daughter. Mm -hmm. And then Ratcliffe shoots at the chief and John Smith gets up and takes the bullet for him. And that's what I think the, the combination of sacrifice Yes, uh, is what averts averts the battle, but then it's also that combination of sacrifice that leads to the tragic ending, where John Smith, because they've already pointed out in the beginning when Cocon got shot, that they that the Native Americans didn't have the medicine to, uh, the medical expertise to
2: to deal with gunshot deal wounds. Deal with gunshot
0: wounds. So John Smith has to go back to England.
1: Hi, this is Seth Junior. What you've just listened to is taken from a full one-hour podcast that is available on our website. So if you want to hear the conclusion to our discussion of Pocahontas and John Smith's relationship, as well as get access to all of our other full podcast episodes and tons of other great content, uh, you can do that by becoming a patron member of Atwater Healing at atwaterhealing.com. See you there.